0: Actually, This week will be a little different. Uh, Chris is actually on a business trip in Hawaii and he is unable to attend this podcast episode this week, but it's all good. I'm flying solo. We got Miami predictions. We got new teams entering the grid. We we got a lot to talk about. So I I know I'm just chilling by myself and we're going to get through this and we're going to have a fun time. But nah, man. I mean, let's just get right into it, guys. We got Miami coming up. We literally have Miami debuting for the first time. And let me tell you, there hasn't been a single lap recorded on that track yet. And it is already loathed. I mean, man, I have no problem with Formula One going into new cities or new tracks or anything like that. But I don't know. I just feel like Miami could have been really cool. They just missed the mark. We're racing in a car park like 30 minutes outside of Miami. It's not even really Miami. Um, like the, the track is pretty decent. There's a little tricky chicane on it. It's like a weird, weird corner on that track. But also the pit entry on that track is a little weird. They hit you with a chicane in the pit entry. So it's like, it's, it's kind of weird. It's a little bit Fouguese, but I don't know, man. I, I, just, I, I just think they missed the mark a little bit. And I know, like, I don't really have Chris to bounce off right now. And I just want to talk to all of you. And I want to see what y'all think in the comments below. But, like, it I don't know. It, it just feels like a little bit of a money grab, doesn't it? it like, right? J- just a little bit. I mean, for God's sakes, man, we built, like, like I'm, I'm from America. Chris is from America. We built a fake marina, a fake yacht club with cement for water. It's like, eh, I don't know. It just feels a little bit out of touch. It feels a little bit like, okay, it reminds you that Formula One is kind of the playground for rich people, which it, it's whatever. I, I'm here for the racing. I'm here for the drama. I'm here for all that. I, I I feel that, but I just want to get that out of the way and just feel like, I just feel like the Miami GP is just a little bit fugues and a little bit of a money grab. But I mean, Honestly, man, it, it's going to be a good weekend. It, it's always going to be a good weekend when there's a new when there's a new track debuting. And to see Miami on the calendar, it, it is cool. So just going off of that, it, it's going to be really cool to see all the guys race around the circuit this weekend. But going into that, I mean, man, where, where do we even begin? We have some teams doing a little bit of upgrading this GP. We have some teams, you know, not doing up, any upgrading at all. You got the rumors where Pierre Gasly is going to go. You got Audi and Porsche entering the grid. You know, Aston Martin apparently has been talking with them for a while, and they're happy with Mercedes power. And it looks like Lawrence is he, – he's sticking around for the time being, but there's a whole lot of things happening this weekend. I mean, we got, you know, Lewis and Mercedes need to come back because George Russell has been nothing but consistent. So that that's one thing, but I don't know. Mercedes just need to figure out their car but I mean let's let's get into this kind of stuff we see going on this week I know uh I know Chris would have would have had some some big choice of words about this week but you know it is what it is that that dude's enjoying himself in Hawaii right now but I mean right now you have Lando earlier this week just discussing the teams on the track and it's like you know, Ferrari, very obviously, the, you know, they're, they're number one. I, to be honest, if Red Bull shows the reliability still, you know, it's not going to be an argument for me, man. Red Bull might be – they might come for that Ferrari spot. So I, I can't even sit here and begin to try to pretend in front of all of y'all that Red Bull ain't hot on the heels because they are. But right now, I think comfortably – with the upgrades and with the adjustments that McLaren has done, I mean, you just for strongest teams and fastest teams on the grid right now, I mean, you got to go Red Bull, Ferrari, McLaren, right? Because until Mercedes, you know, stops the porpoising or, you know, maybe gets something, I mean, I mean, and you saw George Russell complaining of like neck and back pain from porpoising or like chest pain too. Like, the car is physically hurting the drivers. And coming out of Imola, like, you see Toto, you see Lewis, they're all talking about, like, listen, we know it's not the best car. But we have to work towards giving you all that good machinery because right now, George Russell is keeping them in whatever fight they're in. He's finished top five at every single race. You you can't argue that stat. Now, it was top five. It, It wasn't a clean top five but you know you you can't argue those numbers but with lando saying earlier in the week i think mclaren is comfortably which that was bold but they're comfortably the third the third best team in f1 right now you know he said we've worked on weaknesses and we've made improvements there's a lot of positives from it but i think we are comfortably third i would say so like that that's a direct quote from the guy that's i mean that's I, I would have to agree a little bit. I would definitely have to agree a little bit. I, I had, I had, z- I had zero faith in McLaren, like not even a little bit going into the season. Well, not going into the scene, but after the first race, man, I, I thought they had it right in practice, but they had it all wrong. I had no idea. Like it, it just took me for a loop because I'm like, man, with, with the, with the start that they had, at the season where do you go from there but fortunately for them that was rock bottom there was nowhere to go but up. so <laughs> i mean the as long as the graph trends upward for mclaren they're they're going to be a okay let's get danny rick a little bit more comfortable in that car and have him really push you know it was unfortunate in emola because like you know Shit, shit happens, man. That's the way it's the way she goes. Sorry, car. Shout out Carlos Sainz, but sorry, sorry, dude. Like I know that was tough. You know, you just signed two brand new deals, brand new year, two brand new years at Ferrari. Sorry, I just straight up can't fucking talk. But uh I mean you sign a new deal and you get wrecked out first race on, and you know, it's not his fault. So he, he can hang his head high with that. But I mean there, there there's a lot. There's a lot to prove this weekend. I mean, McLaren just have to show that they can s- still get in the fight, but they need to do it with both cars to become an elite status, you know, F1 team. Uh, Ferrari, they just need to make sure they they keep business as usual and make sure they have both cars see the checkered, and they're going to be just fine. Mercedes, they 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 just need to figure it out, man. We're going into round five and we're still bouncing around the track. I I know as of right now, I know everybody's got a little bit of thing but Mercedes by far, by a long shot, not even comparably close by a long shot. That car is like, you just bought a ticket to freaking six flags and got on the nearest roller coaster and, and rode it the whole day for 50 laps for 50 times around it. That's, that's how bad it looks like it's, it's, it's a little tough. Look, watching the Mercedes like, especially when you know they're they've been the pinnacle for so long. They they've had a dominant grip on the competition for so long and like right now it's just yeah. it's just simply not looking that way. And like I said earlier, it's it literally has to do with the fact that the only reason they're still in the game by any means right now, don't get me wrong, Lewis is up there like he, he's still going to get he's he's the seven time man, arguably eight time world champion if chris was here he'd be correcting me saying eight time world champion but like he's the seven time so it's very obviously not i'm never going to sit here and bash lewis hamilton for not getting that car in the position that it needs to be because i know what what was the rumor guy like let me know in the comments but like what was the rumor uh not really a rumor actually it wasn't a rumor at all it was just straight up fact lewis and georgia's cars are a little bit different and not that's not to say they're giving the better car on purpose to George. They're just testing a few things. They're testing, hey, let's try this setup with Lewis and this setup with George. Oh, well, Lewis porpoised way way more than George or George porpo, you know, this, that, and the other. But like I totally get that. But at the same time, I I mean, how how much testing you got to do to at least get them in the points or top five or within the hunt at six or seven? Because right now. You got VB, you got my boy Valtteri. He, bro, he's on the heels of these teams, and he's in a Romeo. He's in an Alpha Romeo. Like, oh man, I, I can't even to begin to sit here and dap up Alpha Romeo F1 team as a team because, like, bro, Joe, Joe Guan Yu, he's working out beautifully. Like, he's basically what. I wanted Yuki Sonoda to do last year. Like Yuki, you saw an interview with him today too. He did a little bit of press. Uh, Yuki, um, he used last season as a learning experience and an example because, I mean, you, you heard it from him. He got in, he was like, man, I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea what was going on. I got in the car and I just wanted to push the limit as fast as possible. And, you know, that's on me. But with me doing that all last year, and me using that first year at AlphaTauri and really getting the hang of things and understanding how formula one works and how these cars work and how you're supposed to push them. Like there's a time to push, but there's a time to take care of shit. But he said it himself. He goes, no, I, I think doing that all last year, like helped me. Like, I think, I think that just helped me with, with stuff that I needed to do and hearing, hearing him say that here, watching him mature just a little bit, it is going to be, it's going to be pretty cool to see, but I mean, I mean, I I think, I think Alfa Romeo just absolutely knocks it out of the park with their driver lineup. I've said it in previous episodes, but their, their driver lineup is literally insane. You have a very, very good rookie. He gets consistent data out of that car. He gets great starts. He races. Well, he's, he's very low risk. So like that, like it, it, it's a good spot to be in a rookie to get your feet wet. Now, the low risk part, you know, sometimes you're going to have to thread that needle. But uh, for this year, just him getting acclimated to F1 because, man, it's the pinnacle of motorsport. Like, you know, he, he's just going to have to figure out a few things for himself. But, I mean, for, for Alfa Romeo to be racing, let's say, like, Haas, Alpha, Alphatari, and mercedes to all kind of be racing each other right now it's kind of crazy to see and it's crazy to even say out loud like <laughs> it, it's kind of like i don't know it's it's where i th- it's where i thought aston martin should have been but for whatever reason you know Crashton martin is just man that car it looks horrible doesn't it like guys I'm just gonna to talk to you all directly right now. That Aston Martin, I, I haven't seen one good weekend out of it. I haven't seen one good practice session. I haven't seen one good like qualifying laps. Cause even when they put in a lap and you're like, man, you know, that, that looked a bit fast. That that looked like it was showing some serious pace. And you just see them get knocked down one by one. Down the grid as other people are putting in faster laps. Like I'm talking by full seconds, two, three seconds, one second, like not even tenths or hundredths anymore, full seconds, just completely off the pace. And I'm like, man, and you know, it's not the drivers. I, I give Lance Stroll a lot of shit and I give Lawrence Stroll a lot of shit, but like I, I think Lance has earned my respect for the daddy bought me a seat in F1. I think he has shown on multiple occasions that he is he he can race he belongs on the f1 grid i i'm gonna i'm gonna give him that he's masterful in the rain and wet weather conditions and slippy conditions he's he's fairly great like if it's raining and shout out to rob and f1 fantasy hub on twitter but if it's raining and i'm making a fantasy team for f1 i'm picking lance stroll (laughs) <laughs> like he's he's on my roster at some capacity. Like that's 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 what I'm doing. So like I I can't even blame Lance troll. He he can drive, and you can't blame Sebastian because that's the four time man. And I know like uh, I don't want to see him leave. It's gonna get real depressing, but I don't want to see Sebastian Vettel leave. I know he's getting to that point, and you know if no other team wants him, and the only seat he has is with Aston Martin, it's like uh, you know. You gotta you gotta play the cards you were dealt, but you know it's not him because he's a four time champion and has proven that he he will continue to try to get as much as he can out of that car. The problem is is that I think they're there. I think like until until they get upgrades or like until they show some sign of like life, even if they show anything like that. I mean. I, I need to see like an overnight change. It, I think it's, it's getting to that point to where it's like, it it's literally, oh, it has to be overnight. Now we're going five rounds of them. Not even, I mean, man, well, not, you can't really give them a full five rounds. You can't, you can't give them, you can't give them a full five rounds of racing because Seb wasn't there for the first two. And, you know, Hulkenberg, he can only do so much going into the, going into the car because yes, I understand he was the reserve driver. He's there. He, he's around the team a lot. Totally understand that. But what he, he's not as close to the development or as close as the practices, as it may seem, he just has to remain ready, fit, and ready to go for the team. And he was, and he stepped in and he did, he did a great job for what it was, but you can't really go off of any data he's giving you because he's going off of limited practice sessions and a race just for two weeks in the car. That's it. Like, that's it. You saw him his first weekend racing uh, with Hulkenberg back. Like you like mid race, the injury was like, Oh, can you, can you tell me what's going on with the car? And he's like, I don't know. I'm just racing. Let me race. And I'm like that that's what's going on. So I, I don't know. It it just seems like a bunch of chickens with their head cut off at at Crashton Martin right now. And I'm gonna continue to to uh to say it's Crashton Martin. But um I mean let's let's get into the weekend. We do have the Miami GP. You know, we we got Red Bull and Ferrari fighting. We know they're gonna be fighting. W Williams. I'll keep saying it. They just need both cars to see the checkered flag. After last week's episode and hearing Mirko and F1 data analysis really go in on these cars on what they're producing on the grid, there should be no reason that Williams isn't trying to get some points here and there. I know. I mean, okay, before y'all just attack me and say I'm dumb, yes, obviously, every F1 team on the grid is trying to score points. I totally get that. But I mean, Latifi's time's gonna get up, man. His number's gonna get called, and like, I just don't know. I I I just, what am I trying to say here? I just don't know how long Latifi can stay in F1. Why keep doing this shit, man? I I just don't know because I know his dad's a big investor and. The the new team principal with Yoast is is looking really promising. They're trying to create a winning culture there. I totally understand that, but you know, at what point does he start costing his own dad money? <laughs> like we we've obviously we've obviously see Albin ha, has has done everything he can in his power to do to do something for Williams. And like I said, I'm I'm being on a high horse here. I'm just talking my shit. Okay, okay. I'm just talking my shit, but like, I don't know. Five races in, Albon has given very consistent results. Yes, I understand. Like, it's not the fastest car all the way around track. Mind you, though, it is the fastest car in top speed and straight lines. They're sitting tied at 305 with Red Bull. So it's like, I don't know, at what point. At what point do you start expecting a little bit more from Latifi because he can't stay there forever? And, you know, his dad being an investor, but Yost being a very winnable and creating a winning culture team principal, that's going to clash eventually. You just got to think. And, you know, if the Williams seat opens up, I don't even know who's going to take it. Because going going into the Pierre Gasly, you know, rumors, and where does he go? After Alphatari, like it's a uh, like where w- what what does he do? Because right now, other than Alphatari and him resigning with there, like he's I I mean I am I correct in thinking that he's hit the ceiling at Alfatari There's no there's no more higher that he can go. He's consistently qualifies almost you know P five. He He sometimes get P4. He puts in great qualification laps. Like, he has great races. He's a smart racer. He's very, very rarely, unless it's the Honda engines just completely shitting on him. But very rarely is he DNFing or crashing. Or he's a part of anything like that. So it's like, man, I don't want it to be true. Because I'm such a McLaren and Danny Rick fan. I, I think Lando and Danny are great. I think they're great, but very literally, unless Lewis retires, which now he's come out in the past week saying he's definitely not. So it's like, where does Pierre go? Where does Gasly go? Because he deserves a champion car. like he, Or he deserves at least a race winnable car. 'Cause right now I think the Al- yes, I-, I understand what happened in twenty twenty. I I understand that. He won at Monza. But damn, a lot of things had to happen for him to win at Monza. Like that- that's just straight fact. But I don't know, man. I-, I just think that he either re-signs with Alvatari. I don't think he downgrades and goes to Williams, because if Latifi's gone, uh, I don't I don't know if that happens. But I don't know, man. I think I think I think Crash and Martin has a lot to figure out. Haas just needs to find some consistency. They're great. But sometimes some weekends they do still look like Haas. So they they need to find some consistency. McLaren's graph needs to be just keep going up there because they're, they're looking good They're Each weekend they've looked better and better and better, you know. Two years in a row, Lando gets P3 and Imola. That you know, my man's loves that track, and I can't blame him. It's awesome. Like I'm, I'm glad he did great there. But let's let's get into the Miami GP now. Predictions, 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 predictions. I'm gonna go ahead and get into Chris's predictions a little bit uh, since he's not here with us. And that totally sound like he passed it away, but he's he's literally kicking up his feet and hanging in Hawaii like he's having a grand old time. But he wants it very clear on record that for podium finishers, he's got Checo, Max, and Leclerc. Leclerc with the P3, Max with the P2, and Checo getting his win, getting a win under Red Bull. And man, he deserves it. He needs a win. He needs to show that he is totally capable of being Max Verstappen's second driver. He's totally capable of doing what the team needs him to do. He's totally capable of winning races, you know, having good qualities, giving good feedback, showing that he belongs in F1, because I'm not going to lie, man, after the 2020 season, I had, my, I had my doubts that we were even going to see Checo in F1 anymore. He was leaving Racing Point. You know, he wasn't going to be signed there again. All the other seats were locked up virtually. Everybody signed a little bit a little bit earlier than him. Actually, not even a little bit, way earlier than him. Everybody got locked in and signed way earlier than him. And the only seat at the end of the year with Albon exiting F1 and his negotiations with Red Bull falling through was with Red Bull. And I think them picking up Checo was great. He had a little bit of a lackluster season last year. It wasn't bad. By no means was the season bad last year. It just wasn't – it wasn't Max Verstappen's teammate. It wasn't – you know, he, he was finishing P3, P4, P5, you know, occasional P2, the and the other. When Max, when Max wasn't winning, but at the same time, their pace is just so – just there's just such a big pace gap in between them. And Checo, you know, as long as he's still closing that gap from weekend to weekend to weekend, I, I, I think Red Bull just has to keep it with him. But, no, man, Chris wants it on record knowing that in Miami, Checo is going to stand on that P1 podium. And, you know, I, I kind of have to agree. Mine's a little different. I do agree with them. Mine's a little different, but I think I'm going. Let's see. For our podium finishers, I think Max is going to win again. As long as that Red Bull is reliable and continues to see the check and flag, I think Max is going to win. And I'm going Carlos Sainz second, Leclerc third. I think Checo's going to finish P4. I listen, I bat Chris. <laughs> I, I, Chris hear me out, bro. Hear me out. I back Checo. I think he deserves a win. And I think, Hey man, it, it, it's a solid option for you to go with. I just don't think it's going to be this weekend. I, I I just don't think it's going to, it's going to, for whatever reason, I, you know, sometimes he, some drivers are going to be hesitant to push. I don't, I don't know how long they've had to practice. I know they've, they've run this in the SIM probably multiple times, but I don't know, man. The, this GP is going to be exciting. Miami's going to be exciting. It's just kind of surrounded by just goofy stuff, man. I mean, fake water, to weird turns to a freaking chicane with curbs going into the pit lane. You know, th- this being rich people's playground, it, it just feels like a money grab. We're racing in a freaking car park, like it's it's a little fugue's, but. You know, you keep it rolling, and I'm just stoked we have three US GPs now. And we we have Miami debuting this year, we have Vegas debuting next year. And you know, it, it, it's gonna be fun and it's gonna be big. But I, I, I think that's what I'm doing. I think Max is gonna win again. Carlos Sainz is gonna be P2, Leclerc's gonna be P3, Crash and Martin, still gonna be Crash and Martin. I really hope McLaren can show some life and maybe finish with like a four or five or, you know, a six, or five or just just get just, just get Danny Rick and Lando on the same pace. That's all I'm asking, because right now, Lando has proven time and time again since 2019. Especially in 20, it really started in 2020, 2019 when was his rookie year, you know, he he worked out a lot of stuff. The McLaren car wasn't the McLaren car it is today and they weren't the team they were they are today. But from 2020 to 2021 to now, that man has only gotten better, and it, it's been a pleasure to see. But at the same time, like, like well, I th- I think what what was it was said earlier this week that, uh, that Lando can, it, if given a championship car, he can easily hang with Leclerc and Max. He he can hang up there a hundred percent. He just needs the same machinery, and you know with, with that going on i think mclaren will get there they just need to keep trending forward like they are they they just need to straight up keep trending forward like they are and that's all they got to do but i mean like i said i, I don't know I, I don't i don't think i don't think both the crash and martins i don't i don't think they see the checkered flag it, it could be either one of them williams just have to see the checkered flag i really hope I really hope Red, if Red Bull doesn't have any reliability issues this weekend, they will cement themselves as okay. They might be the top car on the grid, and Ferrari's got their work cut out for them because Ferrari can't let that gap slip. And Carlos Sainz having a DNF last week, and Leclerc missing out on more points of what he could have had by bending in on that last chicane. It's like, uh, you know, they're going to need to keep that gap and increasing any time they get like on on very honestly, that's just me, me being straight up, but I mean, it, it, it should be an exciting weekend and uh, y'all make sure y'all tune in. I'm going to, now that it's in America, thank God I get blessed with some freaking, you know, suitable times for me to go like actually sit and watch the race instead of it being at five in the morning or four in the morning for Chris since he's in Seattle and I'm in Texas. So it's like, that that should be good. But, uh, I don't know, man, this weekend's going to be tricky. This weekend's going to be tricky. It's going to be interesting to see what actually goes down. But, uh, yeah, guys, I'm sorry about this week's episode. You know, Chris, Chris had to go out of town for work, but you know, we don't, we don't stop the grind over here. He'll be back for the next episode. He'll definitely be back for the next episode. And, you know, th- this was, this, it- it's going to be an interesting weekend and me flying solo. I-, I miss my guy, Chris, if you hear me, I miss my guy. Oh, I'm just kidding, guys. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, our YouTube. We are officially, officially, can I get a drum roll piece? Officially on Spotify, Apple podcasts, anywhere you can get your podcast anchor.fm forward slash f one that's our channel like go go suss that shit go look at it just give us an ad on on podcast channels give us a follow like comment subscribe our youtube and this was episode 12 of the lop Good podcast holy shit guys we made it later family